Hello, welcome everyone. Thank you for coming again for uh, the latest um, episode of uh, Real Estate Talk. I'm Christian Arce, and this is another real estate talk where I talk to fellow Facebook friends and real estate, the lending industry, uh, to give you a different perspective of what's going on in the trenches and uh, share some tips, ideas, uh, opinions from real people. Uh, realtors, brokers, lenders, uh, investors, contractors, consultants out there doing it every day, grinding and pushing it through COVID-19 uh, crisis. Uh, so please like and share. Um, I would really appreciate it uh, on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. Um, guys, I'm super excited today uh, to talk to my next guest. Uh, today, I think uh, you're really going to like this. Um, he's a le the legendary Chicago rehabber and the CEO and founder of the uh, Rehab Depot, um, as well as he has flipped over a thousand properties as a general contractor and has surpassed a thousand properties as a trainer and consultant. And now he's also the host of uh, Borderline Inappropriate. Uh, his own podcast show that, that broadcasts on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And here's uh, Ryan Garziliaso, everyone. Give me one sec. There you go. What's up, man? How are you? What's, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Thank you. Good, good, good. And you? How's the family? Family's good, bro. Driving me nuts. Driving me apeshit. Yeah. These kids are just, <laughs> I have the five and a half year old uh, twins that are almost uh, six. I know. And they're driving me apeshit. I know they're going nuts. Everybody's, mine, healthy. Mine. Everybody's healthy, but they're driving nuts. There you go. That's that's good. That's the, that's what is uh, is important. You know, mine are two. I have two boys, eight and ten, man, and uh, uh, I know they're being you know some uh, somewhat bored sometimes. And uh, but the good thing is at least that we had some good uh, weather out there, so we've been able to take some bike rides and stuff like that. So, uh, but you know. And plus, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really stopped, you know, working. Uh, honestly, you know, we, you know, as you know, um, I mean, lending in the lending industry as well. So he's been busy uh, helping some of the real estate investors out there and and keep their business running. You know, just helping them out. So, so Ryan, let's get let's get to it, man. Um, I'm excited to talk to you uh, because uh, you know we both have some of somewhat of the similar path. Um, I've seen your growth over the years, man, and I see you building your brand. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's great. It's really great. I think in, in a sense, during these last few years, uh, you know, social media has uh, exposed us to um, all of us to the world. And now I think it's going to be a great tool to help a lot of people uh, get to this, this crisis. You know what I mean? Including us, because obviously... We're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and pretend that we're not uh, that we're not affected. Everyone is is being affected by by these in different levels, and you know is how you react to it and how you're able to pivot through it, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I mean, it's no secret. Everybody knows that I work with the elite investors across the country and internationally, and even at their levels, they're freaking out, right? Even mm -hmm. at their, I, don't, I say I say freaking out loosely. But they're worried. They have anxiety and they have the human nature is we all have anxiety for different reasons. Right. And right. it's a, it's I'm a big advocate for quality control and the quality control. And 
you know, even for myself, I had to go back and look at my business model and say, what can we adjust? That's it. And I hate that word pivot. It's a bullshit word. And anybody who's really listening like to this, you guys know I'm raw. I don't, we're Chicago 100%. So I'm not trying yeah. to, I'm not going to be anything other than me. And the reality is I'm going to call it how I see it. I base things on facts. And the reality is even I did a quality control of myself, my process, my system. Mm-hmm. And reality, I, the reality was I realized I could just adjust. It, it took three right. weeks to make an adjustment. Yeah. Our company went 100% virtual and it probably always will be from this point on. So the reality is, you know, that's what it is. But, and I've been saying this on my own podcast and I've been saying it to everybody else and all these masterminds I'm a part of, the reality simply comes back to being an entrepreneur first and foremost. So if you're an entrepreneur and you've set your model up correctly, no matter what you do, wholesale, real estate, multifamily, I don't care what you do, who you are. The reality is if you have a business model and you're not flying by the seat of your ass, those are the ones right now who are flying by the seat of their ass that are realizing, oh my God, we're in trouble because you didn't set up correctly. You didn't adapt. You didn't evaluate and you didn't mitigate risks as you went along right. the way. And that's something that I pride ourselves in because you have to do that as a uh, as, as an entrepreneur at the end of the day. Because right now it's it's tough for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm and speaking specifically to business owners. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, but at the same time, I mean, <clears throat> as we were talking earlier, uh, you know, a lot of young people now, obviously, they don't they don't have they don't have it every, fig, every everything figured out. We don't have any, everything figured out. So obviously, you know, it's just um, it's just hard to uh, for, for a, lot, a lot of people to see the light at the end of the time, the tunnel. But at the same time, I think there is a huge difference for from the last crash. I think it is uh, that we have a lot of experienced people out there like you, man, uh, willing to share your experience with others to help them uh, see this through. And and it's really amazing. Uh, uh, and that is what uh, drove me to do these uh, real estate talks in the first place. Uh, live, no filter, no editing, live and raw like you like it, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. At the end of the day, I think most people will um, respond to full transparency, whether they like the response or not, is their opinion. But True transparency gets the job done. I mean, at the end of the day, right now, there's so many things that people can be doing to prepare, especially the real estate investors, no matter what their niche is within the niche. Right. There's so many things they could be doing right now. I mean, I, get get a list of contracts prepared. Get a, get a list of your favorite REO agents prepared across the country, right? Start looking at virtual wholesaling and virtual rehabbing as your future mm-hmm. possibility because that's mm-hmm. going to happen. There are so many things you could be doing right now to set yourself up that we've already set up as a business model. So if anybody's listening and you need a list of agents, you need a list of countries, you need a list of banks and asset management companies, I have them. Why? Because yeah, we, we did it We did it in 08, 09. We probably flipped four or 500 houses from 09 to 14 alone, just working right. with hedge funds. And mm-hmm. for you contractors yeah. who are listening to this shit, if you're not preparing and lining yourself up with American Homes for Rent, Waypoint, Blackstone, you're being foolish because that's easy money, easy yeah. money. They Absolutely. literally teach the same model that I do, which is here's a sheet of work, Here's your project. Here's your budget. Here's your scope. Go get it. Here's your, your GC fee. And you look at 15% as a GC fee and you go, wait, okay, let me get 15 of those properties. All the mm-hmm, right. flips a year. If you don't believe me, look at the awards I have on my wall. Absolutely, right? That's yeah. from the hedge fund days. Yes, right? yes. That's what I'm saying is there are plenty of opportunities out there. If you stop, go in a dark room, turn the lights off, have a glass of coffee, whatever it is you do, and sit there and process by yourself. Meditate and think quietly where you can be creative. And then actually write down your notes. I, dude, I carry notebooks with me everywhere. And I'm an all virtual guy, but I still like yeah. to write. And I but carry meditate everywhere. You know, meditate in a creative 
state of mind, you know, not, not in a scared state of mind, you know, just, exactly. just, uh, just try to get your creativity, you know, running and, and, and show it. But Ryan, tell, tell them a, a little bit about you, man, and how you got started so they can kind of get an idea of what you went through uh, in the beginning too, man. Well, I started in my early twenties. I'm 38. I'll be 39 this year. Um, we've done a hell of a lot in 15 years, man. Mm-hmm. Um, many mistakes, thousands of mistakes, thousands of tens of thousands of dollars of mistakes. We've gone through lawsuits. We've gone through everything that you can imagine at a high level uh, entrepreneur will, will have. Yes. And every single thing was a learning curve and you learn, don't do that again. Um, mm-hmm. You know, over the years, we've went from being the property preservation guys in my early twenties, we were doing the lockouts, we were doing the board ups, we were doing um, winterizations, right? So I know all about that hell because it's bullshit mm-hmm. work and it pays yeah. you minimal. Then it goes into the advancement of, okay, well, what, who's going to do something with this house? And it became, okay, we're going to be the contractors that take on the actual project. And then you're like, all right, well, these houses need more than, than investors are willing to put in because of the margins. So then you learn real estate investing. And then you evolve into project management. Then you evolve into larger new construction projects. Then you evolve into all these things. So right. essentially, we started at property preservation, went into contracting, became nationwide project managers. Then we went to, in consulting. Then we have the online academy. And now we're in the tech space with an app. So when you talk about complete evolution within one industry, right. that's why I speak the way I do. That's why I deliver it the way I do with so much passion and conviction, because there's a lot of bullshit out there. And it's all it's, it's it, the reality is a lot of people hold themselves back. Yeah. Right. Every single time there was a challenge along the way from property preservation to contracting. That's a whole different world. That's black and white. And then we went from contracting to project management. That's a whole nother liability. That's black and white. Right. There's no greater to play in. You either right. do it. You jump off the bridge or you don't. And then when you right. go into the online academy, I had to learn about education and building a curriculum and, and facilitating right. boot camps. You've come to my camps to put yes. all that together. It's not like something I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. I took a shot, did some research, asked some friends in the industry from different states who do it on a mass level. And here we are. Right. And then going into the tech space, it's not all me. I got a partner on that app. Why? Because he's right. an app developer, but I have the model. So right. us working together, I didn't realize that by, by me teaching him the game, and then him and his team putting it together. I didn't realize how parallel that was. I basically became an app developer. I didn't know that. He's the one who told me, he's like, you're an app developer now because you're showing me how to do this. I said, I didn't know that's right. what it that is, right? right. So right. essentially, he's like the GC. It's it's so parallel. He's right. the GC that gets- You're the creative. Yeah, he's the GC that gets the coders to build the infrastructure and the, and the mm-hmm. model within the system. Right. It's the wildest scenario. And we keep evolving and keep learning. And that's why I, I, again, I keep, you know, to everybody listening and those who will listen, you know, there are so many opportunities right now based on mistakes all along the way as I was growing from my 20s. Remember this, I was making a hell of a lot of money in my 20s and I was blowing a hell of a lot of money in my 20s, right? I was irresponsible. I was having a great time. I mean, being 28 years old, um, I wasn't with my wife then. I was having a party, man. I mean, <laughs> right. she, she knew what it was. All right, don't we yeah. all, right? Yeah, so. yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's a life lesson. I needed to go through all that shit and make that mistake um, and blow money and then have to come back and recover and be like, oh, shit, this is, it's not fun to come from behind. It's, it's much better in front. No. So got that out the system. You know, making a bunch of contracting mistakes because I wasn't content as a contractor to just do a project. And say, right. okay, let me do this project for a hundred thousand dollars. Great, you know, you mark it up 15 percent, and then of course there's markups throughout the whole job. Then you realize the, these investors have no idea. My clients at the time they have no idea about budgets anyway. So right. at the end of the day, I was always the bad guy. Great, whatever. So I was like, you know what? One of these days, somebody needs to teach you guys for real. It's not about investing, right? It's about rehabbing if that's what you choose to Managing. do. You need to learn construction. 
because it's not always the contractor's fault because he's making money. He knows how to make money. That's his industry. So I yeah. decided to start teaching that. And again, that was a different process to go from adversary to advocate. Um, and like I was saying to you before, man, there's still people in Chicago that don't like me. Hi, haters. I don't care. <laughs> right, right. Oh, well, we, we all have it. Absolutely. We all have it. And, and, and I agree with you with, you know, the contractor side of it. I mean, uh, I went through education. I was in, in the real estate industry before I started investing in, 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 in 2010. But I did go through education. Uh, I had to re-educate myself and, and learn a lot more about, you know, fixing flips and wholesaling and all that jazz. Um, and obviously, it served me very, very well. But one of the things that we completely missed on that education was the construction, the construction side. Of sure. it, you know what I mean? And most, most in the beginning, you rely a lot on, on a lot of contractors. And unfortunately, a lot of them, you don't know them in the beginning. And, you know, a lot of stuff gets screwed up. Well, uh, let me ask lot. you this. I'm all about giving out lessons. Let me ask you this. Christian, you're an investor. You call me, right? You do you honestly think, right? And not because you know me, but because the way I am, do you honestly think that you could hire me and not know me? And compete with what I know and then try to manage me. No, no of course not. And no. that's the problem across the industry the past 10 years alone. Yeah. You know, a lot of investors were coming out of all these programs, fortune builders, we're not whatever home investors. I'm not knocking any of those yeah. programs. We're actually a value at no. which is great. Oh, yeah. But at that time, I was like, you guys don't understand construction. You can't manage me. You don't even know what the hell's happening in that right. living room right now. That's and that's where I said, listen, there's a barrier of education missing here. Maybe we could become that bridge. Yes. And that's what we did. But that's the question is lesson number one, you can't manage what you can't, what you don't know anything about. Number two is if you're going to hire a contractor, you should know what contractors do. If right. you're going to hire a contractor, you should know how, how contractors make money. Right? I think I, I think it's one of the most difficult parts in in fix and flip uh, properties, uh, uh, because honestly, um, you know, I learned the, the rest of it. I learned how to, you know, raise money. I learned how to find the property, how to fund the property, how to, uh, you know, uh, market the property, all that stuff. You know what I mean? But the contracting side was the most difficult one, because, I mean, you have to deal with a, a lot of people and and and. Unfortunately, there is a lot of people out there that have nothing to lose. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you, are, if, you're, if you're not able to manage them. He's, well, there, he's are, just, there are those, Christian, but at the same time, I've had the experience where I've worked with couples that have mm -hmm, yeah. uh, divorces <laughs> yeah. on the table. And, and mm -hmm. now I can't get any responses for them as a contractor. I'm like, all right, so this shit's going down here regardless. Yeah. I, have, I have investor clients in the day that didn't even have money. They've been borrowing everybody else's money. They don't even know how to manage money. So the draws were coming in, but yet it's our fault. I had I have clients that would never even show up to a property when we had meetings, so I couldn't relay communications that I needed at the time. Uh, alas, that's why I created an app. But my point mm -hmm. is, all these experience, trust me, you don't think um, that contractors are going through that right now. It's It goes both ways, man. Yeah, you can't yeah, just absolutely. You're saying this contractor sucks. If you don't know what he does, you have no right to say that, right? right? If you do know what he does, okay, you can say he sucks, but where is your leadership on that? Why aren't you mm -hmm. bridging leadership and having meetings and saying, we need to isolate this issue? Yeah. Because as a project manager, every investor is a project manager, whether you like that or not. That's your choice. Right. All you real estate agents out there that decide to work with investors, you indirectly are their help. You might as well learn that process of project managing rehabs if you're in the rehab space because your client could use your help. Right. Yes. At the end of the yeah. day, you indirectly are a part of the process. So you have to learn where you fit, how you fit and learn how to actually lead people because your contractor does need you more than they'll ever admit. Remember mm -hmm. this. Remember this. When, you, when you're an investor and you buy a property, you hire 
right? You're, you're bidding and lobbying and hiring a contracting company. A general contractor's job is to manage subs. They may more than likely are not actually on the job site. You're basically right. hiring a project manager, but more mm -hmm. than likely you're hiring a C-level project manager. So you need to be a better C-level. I mean, a better A-level project manager. Right. The key to this ultimately is that when you're looking at a project fundamentally, you need to be able to assess risk from day one. You need to be predictive and proactive in assessing any issues and turmoil along the critical path of project management. Now, some of you scratch your head because I just blew your fucking mind with what I just said. And that's the truth. If you're scratching your head with what I just said, it's because you don't know enough. Absolutely. Right? And that's the key, guys. Man, that's 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 awesome. I mean, that's that's, that's some really great bombs in there for for Dude, the new guy. It's gonna be the Ross podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. You're so go you're gonna go to church when I'm done with you. <laughs> right. Uh, listen. So so your business obviously has evolved over the last few years, like you were saying. Um, where were you before uh, the, this whole COVID crisis was started? Uh, where were you in regards of were you? Um, uh, doing cons more consulting, you know, out of a hundred percent of your business per se, um, were you dedicated more to, towards the training, consulting, or management, or your own deals? Where were you at that time? Good question. Um, so going from from nineteen into twenty, we were going mm -hmm. virtual anyway. Right. This, literally, this COVID played kind of into our wheelhouse. You know, we study construction more than people realize. Even though I'm not physically in construction anymore, and I haven't been for a number of years. Okay. We consult construction nonstop. I would say in the last five years, we've consulted over $250 million in real estate assets across the country. I've worked with clients that do 200 flips a year in different cities and different markets, and they have massive corporations with employees and staff, which means they have a okay. system, a process, and a model, which is much different than when I was contracting with the one-off owner-operator fortune builder, if you will. So right. we gravitated to the high levels of working with these companies and corporations where we could see at a high level where the issues are, and now we put a, a process in. And then when it's when you when you're up here at the sophisticated level building a model, it's so much easier to hand it off now to the owner operator and say, "Hey, listen, guys, you're just missing a couple of pieces." So 19 to 20, we were transitioning into uh, going more virtual with virtual boot camps. Um, I still love doing physical boot camps because you know you've been doing them. I, I love to be, I love to touch you guys and right. engage you guys and get you guys moving. That's my passion, but. We were also, my partner and I were building this app a year and a half ago. You know, right. we knew that we needed a project management, a true rehab project management app just for this game. It's not about acquisitions. It's not about the uh, you know, calculators and things like that. Sure, those pieces are elements to the app, but ultimately it's about project management. How do you communicate with the office of the field, the field of the office, and vice versa? And tracking those KPIs, right? Key, perform in, key performance indexes so you know... How many changers? What are they costing you? How much time are you losing? Scheduling, slippage, floats, all these things you need to track. Our system will do that for you. So we were going that route. And it just so happened that I would say maybe towards the end of February, my partner texted me. He goes, dude, I think the app's almost ready. And I said, holy shit. This is, we didn't know anything about COVID yet. I was like, no shit. I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. So that was allowing me to step back now to really focus on the tech world because I'm not a tech guy. I'm very savvy with technology. Right. But I'm not a tech guy. So I was like, I better start learning about who the competitors may or may not be, who the game players may or may not be, uh, just who, who are the organizations like masterminds and things like that nature where these kind of people go, because I'm going to have to start going there. You know, what expo should I attend? Because I'm going to have to start going there with this app. And then COVID hit. And I said, all right, well, 90% of our, our academy was online. I still facilita facilitated a lot of classes like this. Mm -hmm. I said, I continue doing that. So we literally kept all of our academy classes online. I added probably nine or 10 virtual boot camps for this year. 
I still have my my uh, you know, we had a uh, in April, we were supposed to go to Disney World for my boot camp. It was oh, a man. huge accomplishment, man. I had this thing lined up. We made a deal down there with the boathouse on Disney Springs. And then, boom, all restaurants are closed naturally. So now that Disney's actually, and I'm still paying attention, Disney's reopening slowly on May 20th. I'm like, boom, I've already sent an email to my people. I said, listen, I want to come back down there in October if you guys are in whatever, phase two or three by then. And I still want to throw this boot camp. So that's that's all it is, is adjusting. But I had the model that was already pretty much online. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying is I was already preparing for this long before. And and I guess at the end of the day, that's probably what's what's really saving us, if you will, because we were prepared for something that, that we didn't foresee coming anyway. And with your consulting side of it? And the consulting side, well, here's the cool thing about that. So we have clients all over the country that I would fly mm-hmm. in, fly out, things of that right. nature. I was doing a lot of online training like this. And okay. then I had I used a different app to communicate so I could actually log into their portfolio. I could right. monitor what's happening. I could watch when their clients were talking. I think I shared that with you guys at camp. Right. I already had that going. So all it was is the only difference in my consulting now with all these high level investors is I'm just not physically going there yet. I'll probably go there and okay. visit their sites in the fall, but I can still keep doing what I'm doing because I was technically virtual already. Well, I mean, uh, as you know, all, all investors are going uh, virtual now for a while. It's much more easy today. Um, I'm one of them, actually, you know, since uh, Illinois decided to get into our pockets uh, some more last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I started, you know, reaching out to some of the people that I know in other states, uh, you know, down south in uh, Florida, Texas, Phoenix and and even Georgia. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, now the, the tools are uh, there and it's much more easier to 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 be able to do uh, virtual stuff. And a lot of the a lot of different things, you know, uh, we're talking about. Um, wholesaling fix and flip is a little bit more difficult because you got to have boots on the ground per se. Right. Uh, yeah. But it, that is something that I got to talk to you about because, you know, we, we have some people uh, ready to go that I'm actually right now uh, holding them back and say, just hold on a little bit. Just uh, let's wait for a month or so just to get the things uh, back and running uh, for fix for flipping. But obviously, I got to talk to you about that and on doing some of that stuff virtually down there. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, there is so many other things that, that you can do. I mean, that's one of the great things about, you know, the education um, that I took that it was, you know, basically we were able to learn about all these different strategies that now, you know, you can jump from one to the other when you're when situations like this happen and you have to adapt right so like when you have when you're fixing flipping properties uh or when you're wholesaling a property you're not not able to wholesale the property then you can turn it into a fix and flip and then you know if you're in the middle of fix and flip and and something like this kind of you know you get caught up on a situation like COVID now now and you're not able to sell your properties then you can jump into rentals and something different uh, of course you know the economy now makes it things makes things more difficult but there's definitely a lot of other strategies out there that can be implemented when when things like this happen there are there are you know i think a big thing that's overlooked again back to being an entrepreneur right being a mm-hmm. business person is leverage you right. have to be able to know how and when to leverage people, right? This yeah, is the key, word now. key time right now. Mm-hmm. And you don't think if you guys, <coughs> excuse me, don't think I've been leveraging. Of course I have. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what you have to do. Yeah. I mean, look at government. What do you think that is? It's all backdoor deals and backdoor conversations. Mm-hmm. It's called leverage. 
Absolutely. Whether you agree with it or not is a different story. But my point is that's what they're doing. They're leveraging other things, relationships. They're creating a win-win. Uh, well, for them, legal or illegal, that's different. But my point is I'm talking with people in certain spaces or in certain markets. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. We left. I probably left operating in the Chicago market 100 percent. I probably mm-hmm. left that back in maybe 14, 15. I was transitioning out of that. I haven't done a deal in Chicago in probably five years. Wow. To be honest with you, because we've been right. in Florida, we've been in Arizona, we've been in Texas, we've been in California, we've been in St. Louis, we've Michigan and, and Columbus. I mean, we've been all right. over, man. And you kind of go where the journey takes you. It's a journey. Um, and then you realize the perspective. And I've always said this. I've always said this to a lot of people. I might even say this to Matt Messick. He was on my podcast and I said I, I told him I admired him for watching him grow. And I said, he's got a long, he's got a long way to go because it's a good Absolutely. journey. He's done well for his young age. He's got so far to go. Yeah. It's going to be awesome to watch. And I'm proud yeah. of him. And the reality of that is I said, you got to leave your meetups. You got to leave your little core group. You got to leave all these places you hang out with, with local people. Cause you're mm-hmm. never going to grow. Get the hell out of that no. shit. Go yeah. to a different city, make some more friends. And you're going to get some really major perspective on the industry right. as a whole. You're going to mm-hmm. start learning about market share. You're going to start learning about some of the, you're going to meet people that are, have, incredible numbers and you're sitting there going oh my god that's crazy i can't believe this this guy actually does 197 wholesale deals a year in nine states right. close your mind you're thinking how do i do that so that's no. what I'm saying is, get out of your bubble this is the time to get out of your bubble and leverage start reaching out to the people like you did with this right you text me mm-hmm. say would you come on my phone i said i'd be more than happy the reality is leverage people right that add value to you and in return add value to them Plus, I mean, we 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 continuously learning. I mean, I'm you know, even though you know, I've, we've been on on this game now for uh, ten years or over ten years, and uh, you know, there's we learn every year something new. And and last year, uh, we've been looking at virtual stuff for the last two years because mainly, you know, we saw that the market in Chicago was kind of slowing down in the last two years, and um, uh, I was more in the luxury market, and that was very slow, and um, and the thing is that, you know, we were seeing that the amount of people that were moving out of the state, you know what I mean? So we were, we're losing people every year. Uh, and, you know, the, the states in Texas, look at Texas, Phoenix, uh, uh, Florida, all the, the southern states are gaining population every month. So that's why they're still, you, you know, know, you know what Florida is going to gain this family, too. We're out of here. Oh, uh, Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of people thinking of the same way. Uh, I mean, there's so much opportunities now in Florida too. And uh, Florida was I I know a lot of investors out there too. I have a, a, a pretty nice group out there of people that that I know that were you know constantly investing and they were already investing outside of Florida just because you know the market was kind of weird um, in the last year or so, but. Uh, but now it's going to reactivate all those guys and start, you know, uh, buying again. They, they can't wait yeah. to get out there and start buying again. Without question. I mean, Florida's a fantastic market anyway. Tampa's phenomenal. Right. Always. The reality is right now, the only state, again, whether you agree with them or not, that's almost fully open is Florida. I mean, look at sporting events. UFC's gone there and they've thrown two events right. on in four days, three days, mm-hmm. right? That says something. He offered, I think the governor offered an invitation to all sporting, to NBA, Major League Baseball, and says, if you got teams local, bring them to Florida, we'll put them on. Think about how that changes everything, right? Yeah. Now, this has nothing to do with real estate investing. This has everything to do with business and economy. That's that's insane yeah. where one state is trying to monopolize that. Think about that. So the big, big companies are moving out, yeah. Yeah, but what if, what, what if some of these major organizations actually take them up on that offer? 
mm-hmm. and things start working out, all of a sudden you're like, well, this wasn't so bad because we're forced to do it. You might say, well, we figured it out. It might change the dynamic of sports forever is my right. point. Absolutely. The dynamic of having an office now. Who needs an office? It's nice. That's mm-hmm. ego, right? Yeah. So I, I was talking to a long time ago. I've been working for home for years and I'm sitting there going, I can never get an office again. What's the point? I'm oh. in my basement. Right. I right. said all of my stuff in my basement. I have a studio down here, an office down here. It's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I mean, that's all you need. And the thing is that, look, I saw yesterday on the news that uh, Twitter is going um, all the way uh, virtual. Now they're not going to they're not going to get their employees back in the office. So they're going completely working from home. I read um, I talked to um, a friend yesterday uh, uh, from a mortgage company, a local mortgage company here in Chicago, a big company. Uh, and now, you know, half of their employees are working from home. And now they feel more comfortable um, continuing that because now they don't need as much space. They can see that they can save money on office space. Uh, and, and, you know, being able to, you know, they saw that their employees were still um, effective, you know, working from home. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a whole new thing. It's just opening a whole a lot of other doors out there. So, well, think about um, this, man, going back to, to the investment side, you're working yeah. from home. What are you going to do then? Virtual, 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 Absolutely. right? Yeah. How do you leverage virtual? It's, it's not as difficult as you think, right? To virtual wholesale is not an impossible task. I know guys no. that do hundreds of years, a company, right? They have agents on their side virtual rehabbing matt messick and i'm literally i'm not i'm not dropping his name but the reality is he and i discussed this in detail about virtual rehabbing and the model works yeah i have him on monday monday's going to be here with me too tell him tell him tell him that tell him that shit works (laughs) be like that crazy son of a bitch went after it that's me that's what i did we we talked about it matt actually and i give him kudos because he and i had a call a couple weeks back a few weeks back we talked about just the virtual wholesaling model in general Right. And I sat there and I took notes and I said, there is a point at which you can then go into a virtual rehab should mm-hmm. you want to. Yeah. And then I pieced together what that model would like look like with boots on the ground virtually. Mm-hmm. Telling you, man, that's going to be a huge niche for those. But here's the deal. Don't ever get into virtual rehabbing if you can't even physically rehab locally. Don't no, even- no, yeah, you, you got to go through the experience locally first to see the the ups and down the good the bad and the ugly that you got to go through first otherwise i mean you could you you can't deal with that stuff from you know 2000 miles away i mean it's you know it's it's, it's so definitely you have to uh, go through the experience locally first and then yeah. and then you can jump into virtual you got sure. to get punched in the mouth a couple times literally right. you got to yeah. go there and get punched in the mouth a couple times. Do not point blame when you get punched in the mouth. That's part of your learning curve. Okay? Yeah, you have to get yeah. punched in the mouth, so you have to build a chin, right? And he's so not. He's not hurt. He's not that you. You know, you're you're smarter or not smarter. It's all always about when. When are you going to get punched in the mouth? Because you know, one of the things that I was, uh, I was proud to say it in the beginning of my investing uh, side of it. Uh, was that I always said, uh, oh, I didn't, I never lose money. I never lose money. I never lose money until I lost money. Right. And then when I lost money, I was like, I went in deep, you know, backwards. I started walking backwards because I was, I felt so ashamed of it. And, um, and, uh, but I mean, it's, it's not about, you know, you know, it's your own mistakes. you got to own your own mistakes. And at the same time, it's not a, it's, it's just about when it's going to happen to you. It's, 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 
for sure it's going to happen. So you just have to see when it's going to come. And I think it's mainly when you um, kind of you're feeling too comfortable with with the situation. And that's, you know, sometimes you make mistakes with that, you know, and uh, there's that, that's absolutely true. You know, you, you need to get that experience. There's a big difference between experience mm -hmm. and education. Huge difference. Yeah. Right? Experience is very, very important, but you also need to be innovative off that experience. Use that as a as a as a uh, a diving board, springboard. Right. right? That experience mm -hmm. will t teach you to look at something twice and go, mm -mm, "Not for me." Right. Like taking down a deal. Then you continue to evolve, going to seminars, going to boot camps, yeah. surrounding yourself with the people who um, have numbers or whatever it is your desire is, whatever your why is, that's your business. But whatever it is, surround yourself with those people that have it, and then surround yourself with that and ask yourself, "How do I get that?" What did you do to get that? What is your system? You know, what was your process? And yeah. when you're adopting little bits and pieces of people and pieces of their process and system, and you add that to yourself, you're building yourself up. That's there, where the creation comes from. There is something very true in that, that there is an identity on you uh, as an investor. And, you know, uh, you're not, you know, I try to wear many, many hats at the same time. And uh, you, you can't, you can do that. You, you just have to look for the people that knows how to do those things no, better than you. But at the same time, and, 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 you know, and then, then from there, just, um, uh, you know, start building your own team and be able to, to leverage that too. I mean, because that, otherwise you start making mistakes, you know? Absolutely. I mean, again, it goes into leadership, right? Yeah. A lot of, oftentimes investors will go into uh this they'll enter this arena, if you will, this industry, if you will, but this isn't strong enough yet. Right. And that's why taking a punch in the chin a couple of times is going to eventually make you a little bit more yeah. strong. Yeah, uh, sometimes take you out. Sometimes it takes you out. I mean, definitely. I mean, take you out. A, a lot of people were telling me, hey, are you going to are you going to go do something else now? Or what are you going to do when you you know, when you lose one? They look at you at the, at the, you know, your losses instead of your winnings. Right. So and, uh, you know, but it's. I have few of them only, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, sometimes you walk backwards a little bit, but then, you know, you get ready again and you go back at it. You know what I mean? Just well, there's without question, there's a huge way of looking at that, right? Make mistakes, but make them high level mistakes, make right? them big mistakes. Yeah. That's small, tedious mistakes. Those are hurdles, no. challenges. Yeah, no, we're not mistakes talking about. Made were monstrous mistakes that cost me a lot of money, yeah. a lot of time. A lot of effort, and more importantly, it costs reputation for time period. Reputation, relationships. You know, you know. Again, people are going to perceive what they want to, right? Yes. That's you can't change that. That's on them. So don't think about that shit. That's why right. when you see our social media, great content, nonstop, right? I can't care what people are going to perceive. I have to continue marketing. This is the right. time to double down. Market, 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 market. You know, if, if I market as hard as we do and I get a, 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 a nice market of people that just can't stand me, like I'm tired of seeing this guy, unfriend me, don't follow. But <laughs> right. the, the interesting thing right. is they're still following. They're still they friends. Right. It's not about the likes and the hearts. That's where people no. get caught up emotionally. It's like, nobody yeah. likes my shit. Oh, you're yeah. being a baby about it. It's Absolutely. about the thousands of people who have watched it over and over and over again who didn't comment on it. Absolutely. Master and that. You, you, um, um, Ryan, so you started your, your own podcast too, uh, which is awesome, man. Um, and you've been talking with some very active investors in your show. So tell me a little bit about what they've been, in, you know, they've been the consent with in general with them. Uh, what are some of the steps that they're taking to, you know, to go through these things? 
Well, on my show, we have very high level guys that have a big organization and I, I invite them on my show because I want to learn from them as well. Right. So I put them on a pedestal and say, tell me and the world, what the hell Absolutely. do you do and how do you do it? Mm-hmm. And so I've had guys who are in the nursing home arena who invest in homes, turn them into apartment complex or uh, apartment units, if you will, suites, if you will. It's very, very accommodating. Um, and, and it, you know, it cash flows 40, 50, 60,000 a month. Right. And they don't have any COVID going through there at all because they have one nurse for four patients where a nursing right. facility has right. one nurse for 30 patients. Think about the logic in that. And then I've got guys who come on who are kings of storage units. Right. And they talk mm-hmm. about how that's going to transition in the next 10 years. You know, they start showing you things from a different perspective. You know, most of the people that you and I probably know locally are all about single family. That's fine. But this is a good time to start looking at a different strategy within real estate investing. I'm not saying don't family. I'm saying look at storage units. I'm saying look at other opportunities out there and start learning now what that's like because those opportunities present themselves. Point in case, case in point. You know, by 2030, 65 and older, baby boomers will all be 65 and older. What does that tell you? Right? They're going to be looking to unload their house, get rid of their money, right? Who who's behind them? The millennials, right? Millennials are notorious renters. That's a weird shift. So think about what's going to happen in the next 20 years. There is a lot of opportunity, regardless of how you, oh, how you look at it. So yeah, if you're absolutely. a buy and hold investor, you've got a whole other generation who just loves to rent. And that's what I'm saying. You learn this from all the, the guests that come on. And, you know, I've got guests that talk about multi-units who, you know, they have $92 million in, in assets that they own. I mean, imagine that saying, what's your net worth? Almost 100 mil. And the dude talks just like me every day, <laughs> having a coffee, no problem, right? That's right. the cool thing about our network is that I want to learn, okay, okay, 92 million in assets. How the hell did you do that, dude? How long did that take? How does it work? And they share it because just like you, it's about the viewer listening and learning, being inspired, one foot past the other, head down, keep looking but, forward. But that's right? what's amazing for you know the young people now. I mean, they really have something a huge advantage. Uh, you know, listening to all these people with a lot of experience that they're willing to share that with everyone. You know what I mean? That we didn't have that back in in '08. You know what I mean? I was I was looking at, at the sky and I, I didn't know which way to run. Honestly, at that time, you know, and I had to. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Who, if you've never gone through it, how would you know? Right. That's exactly right. it. You know, that was the first major one I'd ever gone through as an adult, right? right. So I was as like, an adult, and right. as a business owner. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I pivoted immediately. I said, who are the buyers? Who are the biggest buyers? So I looked at my client box. Who's my client box? I said, hedge funds. Made friends with all of them. Tried to do the best I could. But what did I do more importantly? I learned. I learned how the yeah. biggest hedge funds in the world operated at the management level, at the system level, at the pro- uh, process level, and created my own. Because I learned that was the best education I've ever received in this entire industry in my entire career thus far was learning and mastering how the hedge funds operate. Little old me, who was just doing a few flips a year, uh, rehabbing, turned into this, right? Because yeah. I continue to learn from the people that are doing it at the highest levels. Whether I like them or not is a different story. That, that has nothing to do with it. The mo- money's not emotional, so I don't get emotional over money. Think about it. I looked, I learned from who was doing it. And I'm like, well, how can I study that? And then how can I take a little piece of that, put it into my business, implement it, execute it, right? Because you've got to be a visionary and an integrator to some degree. You really, yeah. really have to be both when you choose to be an entrepreneur, especially yeah. in this case. If you choose not to, you're doing yourself a great injustice. And you're gonna fu- you're gonna you're gonna get hit in the jaw financially. 
right? All you right. have to understand the vision and how to execute that vision. And a lot of times it comes down to delegation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, I can go on and on all. You can fire me up and I'll go on and on. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, how do you think that you can, you know, obviously through everything that, that you know, that we've been talking about, uh, how do you think that um, you can help some of these investors that may be in trouble today? How, what, what do you, what do you would tell them? Study the opportunity that's out there right now. Mm -hmm. If you think rehabbing is dead, you're definitely naive to that aspect. Yeah, no. What do you think is going to happen in 2021? All the foreclosures will finally hit the market, right? I learned this. I had Bob Floss on my, my podcast, and we talked mm -hmm. about the circuit courts and the system on that. Learn yeah. something new, right? And he was saying something that I thought was completely relevant. He was saying that if you think about all the foreclosures in the circuit courts up until COVID, mm -hmm. before they prior to closing the courts, yeah. Yeah. they had a backlog on. Now, all the... Uh, forbearances and deferments and all these things that are happening eventually will subside and you're going to start paying your, your mortgage again. Right. But more importantly, those people that still have no job because uh, the unemployment rate keeps skyrocketing, they may mm -hmm. still not be able to afford it six months down the line, eventually right. will foreclose. So all you're doing is prolonging the inevitable. There will be yeah. foreclosures, right? Get ready for that. So what does that mean? That means study rehabbing, right? Because you're going to be able to get distressed properties lower again, Right. There might not be the millions that there was in 08. Who knows? As long as unemployment keeps going up, there's going to be a shit ton of opportunity, right? What do you do now? Learn and study that. Keep reading about that. Learn what the hedge funds are doing. I posted on my social media a couple of nights ago that Chase just gave American Homes for Rent $625 million. What do you think that's for? To go back into the market and buy up all the properties again. Think right. about that logic. So that tells me, man, if I wanted to open up a construction company all over again, I could do that overnight. Right. Because right. I already have those relationships. I say, hey, do me a favor. Throw me 10 properties. Give me a month. Let me set up. I mean, that's what it's called. That's what it's all about when it comes to building relationships. But I'm pre planning. I'm trying to forecast and study. So to answer your question about what can investors do now is start learning what's happening with what you like to do. If you're a single family investor, track the single family uh, uh, marathon here. What's happening? For, wait oh. for the foreclosures. Start trying to isolate money. Right. Start being a little tighter on your money, but learn because there is a process to rehabbing. When you buy a foreclosure and they turn off all the utilities and the water is taken out of that property incorrectly through poor winterization, you will be responsible holding the buck and your budget will be shot 100 percent when all the copper starts popping, when you repressurize that. Right. So what do I say? One, learn about property preservation Two, learn about the basics of rehabbing and three, learn project management because next year's gangbusters for everybody. And you don't want to be learning it next year when everybody already learned it. Right. Because you're going to be at the back of the line going, damn, I wasn't ready. Get ready. If you think right now your peers across the country are not getting ready, let me tell you how many people we have signed up in the recent month learning. The numbers are nuts because they know what's coming. They're getting ready and prepped. Absolutely. People I've never even heard of that do great numbers. I said, they're going, wow, I didn't even know you existed in Massachusetts. That's pretty cool. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, it's, it's like, all right, well, let's, let's take your weaknesses and build upon that. That's the key. Study, study your niche and take your weaknesses and start springboarding off that, man, because yeah. guys like me aren't waiting. I'll tell you that. Guys like me are chomping at the bit, just waiting, waiting for that, that yeah, evolvement. And, and I would say learn, learn and, um, and uh take action right away you know and practice learn and practice learn and practice don't don't wait to have to know everything you know what i mean just learn and start applying right away uh you know that's that, that's my module all the time so i don't really wait to know 
uh, everything. I just, you know, I just start doing uh, as long, uh, you know, on the way that I'm learning uh, new well, things. That's, that's fantastic. That's the best thing. I'm proud of you, Christian. That's the best thing you could be doing is continue right. learning. Never don't discount yourself. Don't close a door and opportunity on yourself, no. right? No, no, no. Leverage people that are doing it or have done it or have a process, right? I still have friends that are in the uh, asset management industry that I'm mm -hmm. continuing to learn from. I'm yeah. like, all right, just in case, how long is that process before you can say, okay, we need property? I'm, I'm learning some of the things that I may have forgotten 10 years ago because I haven't done that as a core competency in a decade. So a lot of it is also just refreshing, right? So right. speaking of that, Everybody knows I work with mostly the elite, mid-level to elite. I created for the first time an intro to rehabbing class. I've never had that. I've never no. put that out. So on June 1st, right. I have that one. We'll see how it goes. But I'm going to be opening it to anybody now. People who have no job, people that are unemployed, people that have the nine to five, people that are just tired of this. Right. I'm like, come learn rehabbing. Why? Because it's going to make you do, you're going to create two choices when you look at this class. One, you're going to know if it's for you or not. And two, you're going to be able to say, okay. I have a plan of what I need to learn based on what I don't know. And that's something that we're doing as well. We're going to accommodate the novice. We're going to start teaching those that yeah. think they know, or maybe even wholesalers. Yeah. That have wholesalers. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have another platform that I'm looking to, to relaunch now, which is, you know, I don't know if you, if you heard of it, but I mean, I, I owned uh, the fix and flip guy.com and, uh, and that we've been thinking about definitely putting something together. And my, my thoughts, to be honest with you, when I think about construction, uh, you're the first guy that pops up in my head. So, I mean, I will definitely sure. throw you some ideas to see if, if, uh, if we can do something with that. Um, you know, we just to, do, to probably do a, a white label partnership with the app where the app's available and they can okay. learn project through the app. Cause actually there we're sprinkling throughout the entire app you'll be able to there click on a rod head and in a, a 30 second video will pop up about how to write the right scope and then if you're doing a budget you a head. so you'll always have access so it's going to be pretty robust but my point is okay. whatever you want brother i got you yeah. back absolutely absolutely well ryan uh where, where do you um last thing i mean where do you want to take your business uh to uh what are your some of your goals for you and your business in the next you know in the next few years just tell us a little bit about your big dreams man i mean i know i know you have some yeah i do all right, so <laughs> what's going to happen? My goals with of what's going to happen, I'm probably going to miss a couple because they're upstairs in my other office on the board. Within two years, my family and I will be living in Florida permanently. Within That's two awesome. years, our app will be licensed or bought out by Apple or Microsoft. Within two years, I would say one of the other goals that we had was I would say I'm just thinking because the I've been so heavily mindset into this right. technology now, and I've mm -hmm. been studying that more than anything. Right. In two years, what's going to happen is anything you're going to need is going to be automated for us. You want right. consulting? It'll happen through the app. All of our camps will be held through the app. Okay. So that's why I'm saying like I'm thinking, but everything I want to do is going to be accomplished. It's going to be accomplished within that app. Right. Uh, so basically, that's what's going to happen is I'm going to take everything I've ever done, and it will be available through the app on top of being able to project manage you. So our app not only helps you project manage projects uh, and track all that, but it also teaches you indirectly how to project manage by following the tasks. So hey, maybe, maybe, maybe next, uh, you know, maybe on a 10 X conference, man. Right. Dude, in the future, one of these days, and it probably won't be in two years. You never know. I never thought about it, but if I were to think about it, I'd like to be on stage like at a 10x conference i'd like mm -hmm. to be on stage yes, man. Next to, uh, or at least on a roster of right. the top 
two speakers in the country because this isn't Absolutely. difficult. This isn't difficult when you know what you're doing, right? And you have a persona and the ability to lead, and you have reckless abandon when it comes to anxiety and fear of what others think of you. You are completely free. Yeah, I can see you up there, man, for sure. See, hey. we'll see. <laughs> If they hey, were listening, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Uh, I know you're a BC too, so I mean, I'm gonna. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, man. It is. I really no worries, enjoyed man. it. I hope you're I gave wealth, you some love. You're a wealth of knowledge, and uh, mainly, you know, for your experience, man, and you're you're well connected with a lot of people out there, and uh, you know, around the country, they're doing uh, big big things in real estate. So definitely, uh, you're someone to to follow, man. To, to learn from Any, anybody listening out there, reach out to me. It's not hard. Ryan yeah. at the rehab depot.com. Come Absolutely. follow me on Instagram at legendary flipper. Anytime you have a question, you could schedule a free consultation. We'll talk about your problems. I can connect you with who you need to be connected with. And that's the key leverage. If you can. And, and right now I'm completely open to being leveraged. If that makes yeah. sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Reach out to, to the big, to the big players because they're all willing to, to share uh, their 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 experiences, so uh, definitely this is this is a great opportunity to do that. So, um, Ryan, thank you very much again, man. I really appreciate Welcome, you. Bro. I really appreciate you coming. Um, hopefully, I hope, you're, you know, I hope your show blows up, bro. Oh, thank you, man. Up. Thank you. I mean, it, you know, it's not a matter of that, but I mean, we're going to continue to do it. We're going to continue to bring people on and, and kind of uh, help everybody out. And I I have some other ideas where this can evolve to. Uh, because, you know, I, I definitely it's been something that didn't been in the back of my mind for a long time. And I just kept kicking the can down the road and I didn't do it. Uh, but I have some good, uh, you know, ideas of where, where I want to take it. So uh, definitely something that um, I don't know what it was, but, you know, I was kind of afraid of doing it. And one day I say, well, let's do it. And I just start contacting people i couldn't get back after that after the first one big, say yes it's a big move it's a big <laughs> right. step and a big move right, like right now Absolutely. and i'm being honest i'm being honest it's a very big step and a big move and here's why when you put yourself out there like that you're going to leave yourself out there for criticism uh, right absolutely That's why yeah. as your peer as your friend as a leader right i'm telling you leader to leader you're in you're in a power you're in a situation where you're going to become influential now because you're putting yourself out there right right so be cautious and careful Right about who you do have on your show. Right. Be cautious and careful about some of the topics you you talk about. Make sure you stay to who you are. Right. So, for example, I'm raw and bold. I'll always be that way. So my 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 uh, uh, podcast is borderline inappropriate because it's letting you know if you come on, it's borderline right. inappropriate. We're going to talk some yeah. shit. But the reality is, I want you to own this space. Now that you've right. done this. Don't sleep on the fact that now you're becoming an influencer. People will start right. looking at your show more. You're going to start getting more and more views. So be very, very aware of that. And more importantly, leverage this platform. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, share, absolutely. This, share, share your knowledge and your experience with people, man. Leverage this platform and make sure you're different than anybody else. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really you appreciate it. it, man. You can um, do it. I'm, I'm going to put a, a slide um, here with your information so people can know how to get in touch with you. I'll put all your social media and your websites here, man. So, Thank you. Uh, and, um, and again, hopefully we can do it again soon, man. Okay. Anytime, brother. Just let me know. I got your back. Awesome. Thank you very much, man. I'll see you again. Have a good day, brother. All right, guys. So, um, 
That was uh, Ryan, uh, you know, wealth of knowledge. And uh, here's uh, his information if you want to get in touch with him. Uh, definitely, if you're fixing uh, and flipping properties right now, uh, you know, Ryan can, can definitely help with that. Uh, and you can reach him through Facebook, Instagram, or, you know, LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, you know, he can, um, you can find them, uh, uh, Ryan Roddy Garcia, so, or the real, real, rehabdepot.com uh, you can see some of the things that he's doing and how he can help you um, you know move forward uh, uh, with your business okay so definitely uh, check out his um, uh, his training too um, you know absolutely awesome I don't think there's nothing like that out there um, I think he came out with a, a great idea that uh, nobody has done uh, before so definitely check him out and uh and let me know let me know what you think okay so now if you want to get in touch with me uh here's my information you can get in touch with me uh, uh through social media as well uh of course uh, i'm very active through facebook and linkedin uh instagram i'm there but and twitter too but i'm the most active through facebook so that's where you can find me uh you can get in touch with me you can text me uh, and send me any questions you have, okay? And now I'm just gonna give you a word of, um, of our sponsors. Uh, this uh, podcast was sponsored by National Corporate Credit. Uh, National Corporate Credit is a, a company that now, look, I mean, investors, if you're, um, this goes directly to investors and business owners in general, okay? If you, um, you know, obviously you know that a lot has changed in the last few years, in, uh, sorry, in the last few years, but a lot has changed in the last few weeks uh, with COVID-19 uh, crisis. And obviously the lending industry is not different. The lending industry is offering to and private money lenders everywhere uh, asking you, the investors and, and, and the business owners out there, they're asking you for more skin in the game. And obviously when when you do that, I mean, there's you know it get, takes a lot of people out. There, it, you know, it takes a lot of possibilities out of your hands. And National Corporate Credit can help with that. You know, um, I'm part of National Corporate Credit, and we can help with that as well. So um, reach out to them because there is um, they have lines of credit right now, business lines of credit up to $150,000 at zero percent interest. Okay, that you can utilize for your real estate. You can leverage for your fix and flips, your rehabs, your your business expenses, anything that you need related to to your to your real estate business. And also, they have term loans. Term loans. There are longer term loans that are unsecure. Uh, but you know, if you need liquidity on your business, that that's what that's what it does. You know, it puts liquid money in your account uh, in seven to fourteen days. Okay, so that's really something that you can utilize now with your deals most of the private lenders now like i said they're asking you for more down payment they're not covering 100 percent of your rehabs so obviously uh that puts uh you know a strange on, on on that business and uh we can help with that okay business lines of credit and term loans for liquidity okay give them a call 847-220-7247 or go to getunsecuredcredit.com uh, get um, and just set up an appointment to, to talk to them and just, just you know, 
uh, see what, what they can do for you, okay? So again, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, everyone that looked, watched this video live, this podcast live, and appreciating everybody that is being, uh, that is gonna watch this uh, replay. Uh, please like, share, uh, and comment, uh, ask any questions you need. Uh, if you like me to um, ask uh, our next guest, any other things, uh, I'm gonna be back on Saturday. I'm gonna be back on Saturday here with another real estate investor uh, and project manager. And this guy is, uh, is great at project managing. And he was doing that before, I believe, uh, before he got into uh, fix and flipping. And then he started doing his own projects. And of course, you know, he blew it out of the park. So I'll see you Saturday again at 11 a.m. here in my Facebook page. Thank you very much. And I'll see you soon.